Welcome in to the Prophetic Sermon Broadcast with your host, Minister Alvin Scales. And now, let's join in to today's program. Well, thank you so much for joining in to this radio broadcast. We are glad to have you on board. Today, we want to talk on the subject, Specifications. In Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 and 17, the word of God says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he, being Jesus, said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. This message is about specifications. And the word specifications in itself means an act of specifying. It means a statement of details or requirements. It comes from the root word specify, which means to state definitely. Now, as a contractor, I deal with a lot of specifications written within contracts. When I'm working on a house or an apartment, in order to make repairs, renovations, make readies, or bringing them up to code. And codes are orderly collections of laws. For example, the owner of a building usually specifies what color of paint they want to use, or what repairs need to be done to the walls or any other damaged areas of the unit. These instructions are stated in the contract and are according to the specific details that were given by the owner. Now, certain codes have to be met also or the building will not pass inspection. And certain codes usually include installing working smoke detectors and making sure that all windows and doors operate properly, especially if near a fire escape. But God has specifications also, and his specifications are for our lives. In fact, the Bible, the living word of God, is a complete book of specifications. It contains a complete statement of details and specifies God's specific requirements. One of the main reasons for God giving his specifications to us is because he loves us and he wants us to have the abundance of life. God's specifications, if we follow them, will also keep us from the destruction of this world and from its ultimate destination. The enemy would have us to be ignorant to the specifications of God's word. And we are ignorant to them if we don't read and receive his word. Now, our ignorance, however, is no excuse towards our obligation of obedience to the word of God. But our ignorance will ultimately bring condemnation and destruction upon us if we don't adhere to the word of God. When God created man, he began his specifications for mankind. 
Before the creation of man, God created the heavens and the earth in specific and intricate detail according to his own specifications and his own purposes. But when God created mankind, he was very specific in his instructions for mankind, which gave us dominion over all things that God gave us dominion over upon the earth. See, God is very specific, and he should be. Why? Because he is omniscient, which means he knows all things. Watch this. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28, God said in specific detail, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God made man in his own image. In the image of God created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. People of God, God was very specific when he said this. He said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and he did so. Then God gave further instruction so that man could live upon the earth, replenish it, and coexist with the animals and all things that he had created upon the earth. He was specific in giving us that dominion over the earth. And without God's specifications for dominion, we would not have dominion. Now, God gave his specifications concerning marriage. God said, it is not good for man to be alone. So out of the man, God made a woman and brought her unto the man and said, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and the twain shall become one flesh. That's God's specifications for marriage. Now, God also gave us specifications to help us while we reside upon the earth so that we could one day live with him in heaven. When man fell to sin, he began to live deeply in sin and not according to God's specifications on how we should live so that it would be well with us. Man did not give reverence or acknowledgement to God for being God, and man also took it upon himself to worship other gods, and this angered God. So God was very specific in giving Noah precise details on the building of the ark. Stay with me, people of God. God told Noah in specific detail that he would destroy all flesh upon the earth with rain by flooding the earth. And after destroying all flesh, God was also specific in making his covenant with Noah that he would put a rainbow in the sky to remind himself that he would not destroy the earth again. So in the, in the building of the ark, God told Noah in Genesis chapter 6 and verse number, uh, I'm sorry, Genesis 6 verses 14 through 16. It says these words, God said, make thee an ark of gopher wood, 
rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. We can see from this passage of scripture that God was very specific in giving Noah the precise details and instructions. And Noah did as God had told him to do and built the ark according to the specifications given to him by God. God gave us specifications on his requirements for us to serve him as he had given to uh, the children of Israel. In Deuteronomy chapter 10 and 12, the word of God says, And now Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul? Now, Jesus reiterated these specifications in the book of Matthew, and this became known as the great commandment. In Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 39, Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Again, these instructions are very specific on how we are to love God, to serve him, and to put him first, and also how we are to love and to treat one another. God gave us his specifications that are his codes or his laws, and these laws came to be known as his commandments. The initial commandments were the Ten Commandments. The Bible has many other commandments that we are to adhere to as well. The Ten Commandments were actually written twice in the Scriptures, so this gives confirmation that God expects our obedience to them. In Exodus chapter 20, verses 3 through 17, the Ten Commandments are as follows. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. 
Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thy, thy, uh, thou shalt not cover thy, covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, or anything that is thy neighbor's. Now, God also initiated all law, including common laws, concerning the conduct and behavior of mankind, and he did it in specific details. These laws concerning the conduct of man can be found in Exodus chapters 21 through 23 and Leviticus chapters 18 through 20, as well as throughout the Bible. Now, God gave these specifications to us because he saw the corruption of mankind and how mankind began to treat one another in the ways of evil. God did not want us all to perish due to these sins that we commit against one another and ultimately against God. But man still treats one another in a way that is not of God and that is contrary to the word of God because man, in a sense, has become desensitized to love, care, and concern for his fellow brother. The Bible declares that there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. God is not pleased with what he sees his creation doing when he's looking down from heaven and we are engaged in such sinful and evil behavior towards one another and ultimately again towards God. See, God made man in his image and after his likeness. So we are a reflection of God, but our lives of sin are not. They are a reflection of the one who brought sin to the earth and caused all of mankind to sin. The Bible declares in 1 John 3 and 8 that he that committeth sin is of the devil. And for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. This is the help that we need so that we can do the will of God and not the works of the enemy. Jesus was very specific as he recognized God as the Father. Jesus gave us the authority to also recognize God as our Father when he said, After this manner, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven. Now, Jesus was also specific when he spoke in reference to those whose father is the devil. In, first, uh, in John chapter 8 and verse 44, Jesus said, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. So we must decide who do we want to call our father. If we commit sin, we have made the devil our father. If we live in Christ as is the will of God, then we make God our father through Jesus Christ our Lord. God was also specific in letting us know that he loves us. And because he loves us, the Bible declares in, in uh, specifications that he gave his only begotten son so that we would not have to die in sin when we believe in him. And therefore, God created a, a new covenant with mankind and declared us righteous in his sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, God has even uh, given us confirmation that if we believe in Jesus, we will have everlasting life through him. 
in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 14, the word of God says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. If we still don't want to follow the specifications for having an abundant life in Christ by accepting him and believing in him, then God was also very specific in stating the penalty for sin. And that is death followed by eternal damnation and eternal separation from God. In Romans 6 and 23, the word of God lets us know, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And Jesus tells us in John chapter 8 and verse 24, as he told the Jews, he said, I say it therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. We must believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he died for our sins and also that God raised him from the dead. We must also believe that Jesus is our salvation. If we don't believe this, then we will die in our sins. God's specifications for mankind shows that God is creating righteous and holy people through his son, Jesus. God also wants us to have eternal life with him in the kingdom of heaven. God is calling us to righteousness and to his holiness. He wants us to be holy. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 7 tells us, For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. In Leviticus 20 and 7, God said, Sanctify yourselves therefore, and be ye holy. God wants us to be holy, people of God, because we are made in his holy image. God also gave specifications on what it takes for us to be saved. It requires confession, belief, and the acceptance of Jesus Christ. And Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 specifies that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. God was very specific in letting us know also that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And Jesus has confirmed that to us uh, because he said that he will always be with us until the end of the world. The word of God is also specific in letting us know to put all of our trust in the Lord and he will direct our paths. In Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6, the word of God says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. The word of God gives us specifications on the coming of the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says in John chapter 16 and verse 13, Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. God wants us to have eternal life with him, and through Jesus we can. 
He was specific in giving us instructions in, in his word regarding heaven and that he wants us there with him. He is coming back to take us there and we will forever be with the Lord for eternity. In John 14, chap, uh, chapter 14, verses 2 and 3, Jesus said that in my father's house are many mansions. Very specific. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. We have life through Jesus because it is God's will. God's specifications for our daily lives are given to us in his word. We not only need to read his word, but we must also apply it to our lives so that we will do what God expects us to do and know what his specific instructions are for us. We are instructed by God to be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. God gives us specifications on what we are to seek in order to live according to his will. When Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Following God's specifications will ensure that we live right and that we make it to heaven. And this is not a one-time thing, but a transitional lifestyle. God is very specific in showing his love to you and I by his unconditional love for you and I, by his continuous grace, and by his tender mercies. So we, in turn, should be specific about loving him and following his son, Jesus, who has saved us. We must adhere to God's specifications in order to live according to his will. All of God's specifications throughout the entire Bible are for the survival of mankind so that mankind will no longer be entangled by the bondage and destruction of sin. Jesus has conquered and defeated sin and death. If we follow God's specifications, then we too can conquer sin and death through Jesus Christ our Lord. So I want to tell you today to be specific. We must be specific when we make up our minds that we're going to serve the Lord. We must be specific when we tell Jesus all about our troubles. We must be specific when we confess our sins. We must be specific when we call on the name of the Lord to receive his salvation. We must be specific when we thank God for all that he has done for us. Thank him. Be specific when you thank him. Tell him why you're thanking him. We must be specific in knowing that God will do exactly what he said he would do. That's called faith. We must be specific in uh, what we ask God to do for us. Ask him what you, what you need because we have to be specific when we ask him to supply those needs. We must be specific in knowing that God already knows all about it even before we ask. We must be specific, pardon me, when we tell God that we are willing to live for him. We must be specific when we thank Jesus for salvation. 
We must be specific in making the choice to turn our lives over to him. We must be specific in knowing that the price for our salvation has already been paid. You have to know this. We must be specific in knowing that we have eternal life when we believe in Jesus Christ. People of God, as God is very specific and has been very specific to you and I, he also wants you and I to be specific in anything that we come uh, before his presence with and, and ask of him. Be specific. Thank God for his specifications, and may God bless the rest of your day. Teach me, O oh Lord, the ways of my statutes, and I Keep them until the end. Just give me understanding, and I will keep the law. Yea, I shall observe them with my whole heart. Teach me, O Lord. Teach me, O oh Lord, teach me, O oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, teach me, Master, teach me
listening to the prophetic sermon broadcast with minister alvin scales to correspond or to support this broadcast you can write to the prophetic sermon ministries post office box 14895 cincinnati ohio 45250 or call minister scales at 513-406-8201 that's 513-406-8201 And tune in next week at this same time for the Prophetic Sermon Broadcast on 1320 AM WCVG, the voice of Cincinnati.